Hey everybody, you're listening to Very Decent Chats, your weekly podcast with educational, inspirational and hopefully entertaining content about life hacks, relationships, spirituality, leadership, theology, comedy, uh, communication skills, creativity. <laughs> it's really about everything I find interesting and worth discussing. I'm really glad you could join me. My name is Andy Glowacki. I am your host. Let's dive in to this week's episode. Well, hi, friends, and welcome back to Very Decent Chats. This is part two of my Very Decent Chat with Ruben Debro. If you've missed part one, you can always go back and listen to that episode first. And if you've just joined me for the first time, welcome, and thanks for listening to Very Decent Chats. It's great to have you on board. I'll have a few more things to say at the end, but for now, let's jump right into my Very Decent Chat with Ruben Debro, part two. Um, I'm sure... It hasn't always been easy, um, <laughs> having Jesus as part of your, no, your story and then going through life and, and doing all sorts of stuff. And, mm. and I looked at your website um, before this this very decent chat mm. and um, <laughs> it says there about me section that you wrote that you are a former everything. You've done. Yeah. Not arrogantly. Of, I've just done yeah, yeah, everything no, yeah. like I've, or I've tried it for at least five minutes. So I'm, I'm and gone, this isn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm wondering if, yeah. if you could reflect on, on, on that a little bit and, and sure. what was it like um, living a dream and yeah. having Jesus, Holy Spirit, God in yeah. your life, in, in your dream at the very center, sure. I guess, of your dream. And then going through all sorts of uh, experiences and jobs and, and things that, uh, you know, potentially where something that I, I, I don't want to say would be contradictory to of what you believe, but like tricky, tricky stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and I know what you're saying. So, and that's why when I was younger, um, yeah, I always just wanted to live the dream as in, I never want to hurt anybody. I just, I just wanted to be able to live out a life that I was comfortable with and happy for and had a lot of fun, not a lot of work. That was the point. I, the nine yeah. to five grind, like you know, which I do yeah. now. <laughs> you do it now. That's I, your new you dream. You know what? <laughs> I worked really hard at not working. Right. That was the deal. Right. <laughs> I thought, hey, if I don't, if I don't earn, I just don't eat. I was like, all right, well, I'm cool with that. <laughs> I was like, so some days I just didn't eat. I was like, oh well, that's life. And then my brother would be like, you want to come around for a soup? Sure, man. Absolutely. Mm. And they didn't know, but I needed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there was different. Times in my life, like I started in retail sales, just like, you know, clothing, bells, different things, phones. And then, you know, I, I got into, yeah, modeling, male modeling. That was, again, that was a mm. challenge. So I had a buddy of mine and his brother was a male model. And my, my mate, we're at a party and, and the agent was there and all that. And I was like, your brother's ugly. I was like, man, I could do this. And he's like, oh, really? You think you could do it? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know. Uh, he's like, why not? And he's like, well, go and talk to the agent. I was like. Oh, right. Then I will. And so it was a challenge. So yeah. I walked up and said, hi, how are you going? I've heard about, you know, your agency, blah, blah, blah. And I'd love to have a go. Like, if you think you could do something with me, great. If not, let me know now. And she said, no, I actually think we probably possibly could come in on Monday. We'll have a chat. Yep. Mm. Cool. Did a walk. Yep. Chin up, chest out. Yep. Cool. That's better. Easy. And it just so happens that Aaron Williams, the country mm. brand, and I had the long hair, and they uh, they were looking for uh, looking for me. Wow. They were looking for someone, and my agent said, "Just say your photos are overseas. Like I don't know, make something up." Yeah. And so I said, "My photos are overseas, so I got no photos, but uh, I'm here." 
and they were like, that's cool, that's cool. Just try on the jeans and the bolo. Yep, walk up yep. and down, cool. I did that and left and never thought anything of it. Again, failure, right? Because mm. I got told no so many times. That can break you. Yeah. Because like, like you walk and you stand there and they go, no. And you go, what? <laughs> okay. Well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That can break you, man. Modeling's like tough. Wow. Because it's not your skill. It's nothing. It's, it's you. They don't want you. Mm. Like that can hurt. And I, it didn't. <laughs> For me, a lot of times I was like, that's cool. Whatever. You're lost. Like I was really kind of weird, arrogant in that. I was like, that's cool. That's fine. And so, yeah, Aaron Williams picked me two weeks later and no photos. Yep. And then they were the guys that helped me with photos and that. And so I landed a major gig. And that doesn't happen for everybody, obviously. And that, I kind of got gifted into that way. Yeah. But, yeah, and going to parties. I just never drank. Uh, there was alcoholism in my family. So I think I never drank because I knew the pros and cons. Mm. And the pros were having a great night and then throwing up all the next morning. I was like, I don't like throwing up. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Like, I just don't think the highs are going to be as high because I'd have fun when I went to parties, just me on water or Coca-Cola, like literally. Mm. I, I don't drink. I don't touch drugs. Like, so I just had fun. And, you know, and, yeah, it's interesting because obviously always having a faith in Christ and pretty strong, mm. obviously it goes a little bit different in some different areas. But when, like, you know, I've prayed for people, like, I, it's reminding me now, but when I was a, uh, a male model, like, I prayed for people backstage before an event. Wow. Weird. And how did they receive that? Thank you. Okay. And that was it. Nothing happened. <laughs> and then it's like, where's the line of Coke? Or, no, no, I'm kidding. But, like, no, but literally, like, they, they're like, I'm really struggling. And I'm like, well, look, I'm a Christian and we believe in prayer. And so if you'd like, I could pray with you. And they were like, yeah, please. And then we did and they're like, wow, I feel great. But, you know, it didn't, you know, and didn't work out. It didn't, you know what I mean, for some yeah. people. And then boom, we're doing the stage, whatever. I remember working as a bartender and I remember praying over someone at the bar and missed all people ordering drinks. I was laying hands on somebody wow. because I, I'm just a weirdo like that because I, I saw the opportunity and I was like, all right, let's do it right now. And they're like, right now? I was like, right now. Close your eyes. We're all good. And I just like kind of whispered in their ears and just like just mm, prayed. Just, awesome. just quick yeah. prayer and just said, hey, it's not me and not my words. It's going to be only the Holy Spirit that does anything. I'm just a vessel. I'm just, you know, I'm just clay. Whether or not he wants to pour out something good, it's up to him. You know what I mean? So it's pretty cool, man. So yeah, yeah, but I'm not a saint, you know. So I've had my yeah. ups and downs in different parts of my life, but very, very odd life. Like, uh, yeah, I've done everything, man. I've bartender, I've been a waiter. You've, I've been done, you've done a bit of model, acting as well. Acting, yeah, yeah, acting can you, as well. Can you talk about that a bit more? Sure. You've, you've been in a movie and you went overseas yeah. and yep. you, lived, you live a dream in the sense of just <laughs> having all those opportunities that, you know, I don't know, people that are trying to be actors can only dream of. And sure. All of a sudden you find yourself in the midst of all of this Hollywood stuff. You sure. Know, how, how, how did that go? Yeah, well... <sighs> Yeah, man, there's a story for everything. I'm sorry, but like we could talk for eight hours. But I guess that's why I've got my own show. I drop in a yeah. little story every now and then. But uh, so with acting, again, that was a challenge. Mm. My agent for modeling said, you know, someone's in town and I really think you could act, Ruben. I really think you could. Like you've been doing some commercials. 
like no line commercials, just yeah. you know more wine. Like it was an uh, alcohol ad for like drink driving and so anyway. Yeah. But lots of different commercials, just different things. And they were like, I reckon you could. I was like, all right, maybe. And I was like, all right, let's do it, let's do it. So I did a little thing, got a little thing on tape, no worries. Somehow that got into the hands of one of the great actresses from McLeod's Daughters. Okay. Her name's Doris Yunane. Wow. Beautiful soul. And she then somehow, like she was writing something and still is, I think, to this day. So still writing for something and she saw something in me. And, again, favour. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Just favour. Everywhere. Favour, right? Lots of falling, but favour too. And so she said, hey, man, I'd actually like to work with you. Like just like run lines. Let's just see what we can do here. I had a little studio like this out the back of her house. Mm. Um, met her hubby. Awesome dude. And so then, you know, we just run lines and different things. And she's like, yeah, you got something going on here, man. I, I really think you could do something. So I was like, all right. So at the time she was like, let's get you a show reel. Like like a resume type thing. Mm. So we just yeah. she got camera crew from McLeod's daughter. She got this and that mm. all organized because she wanted me to succeed so that I could also succeed for her in the script that she was writing. She yeah. saw me as a young cop or something in that. And anyway, so in doing that, I then um, got a few more things under my belt as well. But then I met Sophie, <laughs> mm. my wife, yeah. and she was. Uh, music like musical theater singer dancer actress she's the talent in the family like she's brilliant but she was studying in london anyway so she's back and forth back and forth but we then that's it after like eight months of knowing each other i was like i'm gonna get a visa i asked her dad can i marry your daughter and he said absolutely and i was like why so quick i was like what what what's wrong with her <laughs> i was like what's wrong with her and he goes no there's nothing wrong with her i just think you're a good you're the you're a good man yeah. i said i think you're a good team and you're a leader and i think my daughter needs a leader too so i was like Phew. um went over to london over there as a struggling actor did a few little things i then i worked in the movies as well i actually worked in a movie theater like ripping oh. up tickets and giving you know okay and these rich kids would come in and just give me crap for being, you know, the guy behind the desk stirring popcorn. And wow. I was like, yeah, all right, man. One day. I was one like, day. one day. And anyway, the movie that I got in, The Anomaly, actually yeah. then played at that cinema. So that oh, was kind wow. of, not when I was there, but they, they then went, well, you, you said you work in the movies and then do yeah. a movie. But, yeah, so The Anomaly came because I was a waiter over in London and the director, I just happened to waiter on, long story short, he liked uh, what I did. He watched my show. He said, can I watch it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And he said, look, I like this, I like that, but I don't like this, I don't like that, but I really like this. So mm-hmm. here's my card, stay in contact. Eight months later, I'd contact him, but I let it go. He walks into the next place I'm working at in London. And he's like, do I know you? I'm like, nah. Like I just played it cheeky. Yeah. Any other actor would be diving at the chance and going, yes, you do. You promised me. You said you liked me. You said yeah. you'd give me something. You said me because he said I'll, I'll have something for you one day. Anyway, I said, nah, man. And he goes, I think I know you. I'm like, how many Australians you know in London as a waiter waiting, waiting? <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> yeah, I know you. <laughs> He's like, I do know you. Yeah, so he gave me this small little role. Two lines, and then, and then a few weeks later, after that, he's like, "Can you? Uh, you look Russian. 
I'm like, <laughs> yeah, people have said that. Like, you just go with it, mate, yeah, as an yeah, actor. It's like, yeah, can it. you do this? Yes, of course I can do this. Or <laughs> yes, okay. And he's like, could you speak Russian? I'm like, yeah, sure. And um, he's like, well, do some now then. Do you know, do you know some? I'm like, oh, no, a little bit, right? Because Polish and Russian to an Englishman sounds the same thing. Right, so you spoke Polish I too. spoke Polish to him. <laughs> I only know two, I only know a couple of lines. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I said, uh, <laughs> Malpa. And he went, That's perfect. Wow. And I went, Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yep. dude. And he looked at his like one of the producers and the guy's like, Yeah, that that's him. And so he said, All right, you're Polska. I'm like, who's Polska? He goes, Polska is a supporting Character. role yeah. in my movie. So I was just gonna be like an extra almost with maybe yeah. a line, cop, get shot, done. But now I was like kind of like the, the, the guy that spoke both Russian and English, broken English, mm. kind of translating for the boss, yeah. which was Michael Bisping from the UFC. Oh, wow. So then I met Michael and, yeah, so Mike's like a friend, um, you know, loose friend, but, you know, friend. And, uh, yeah, again, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't preach to anyone Jesus on that set, but, you know, people often say, you don't drink, no? I was like, no. Like, it's always been of conjecture. It's always been. People have gone, why don't you drink? What's the go? And I'm like, well, you know, my, my family's had some issues with drinking and, you know, I'm also a Christian. So, I don't know. I just, I don't really get into it. But the real reason is I'm also cheap. I don't like spending money <laughs> on silly things sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah. things such as food. Nah. I love good sushi. I love, you know, yeah. some good things. But, no. And... And, you know, yeah, drinking, no. Like, if it's free, I'm Polish. So if there's free vodka, <laughs> I'll probably have a vodka with lemonade or no, vodka. Like, that's classic. <laughs> yeah, vanilla vodka and lemonade. Yeah. It's like you're in year six <laughs> and you have your rainbow puddle pop ice cream again. If it's free. It's amazing. Yeah, and if it's free. I've never really yeah. bought alcohol ever, really, ever. You know, and now I have a couple of bottles of Conor McGregor's proper uh, 12 whiskey. Mm. That's pretty much the only thing I've ever bought. I don't like whiskey. I just bought it because it's Conor and I. Uh, yeah. he's not an inspiration, but I, I like what he's done. It's cool. And I thought, you know what, memorabilia, I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah. Keep it. And it's one of the props on my show type thing. But, um, yeah, you know, I've always, I've, I've never, someone once said that preach the gospel and only sometimes speak. That's always hit hard for me and hit home, mm -hmm. that it's better to show the gospel than to speak the gospel. Show the gospel in what you do and how you live your life. And so have I done that in everything I've lived? No, absolutely not. But I'm hoping they've seen the heart in what I've done, been kind yeah. at the right time, said the nice, kind thing and, and showed, yeah, I don't drink, I'm a Christian. Just a little bit. Yeah. Not, hey, man, do you know Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Saviour? Like, I can pray for you right now. You can receive the Holy Spirit right now. Yeah. And then buy that book. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. that's just not been – and that's okay. That's some people's push. Yeah, I was just going to say – It's not been my push. Yeah, it depends on the context, I guess, as well. Sometimes yeah. you find yourself in a place where, hey, you actually have to talk, you know, because people are listening. Mm. And you've got a you've got a uh, because the gospel, the message of Jesus, has content, right? It has to be shared. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you find yourself in context where – Hey, you just got to be a be Jesus rather than talk about Jesus. One thing I always yeah. loved was Jesus washed his disciples' feet. Mm, that's a powerful All thing. All of them. Judas. Yeah. He washed Judas's feet. And then he said, 
off you go, Judas. He knew what Judas was going to do, but he still washed his feet. Mm. Okay, that's unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. Pray for those that spitefully use you. Yes. It doesn't say Love your enemies, don't yeah. let people spitefully use you. It says pray for those that spitefully use you. I've always found that very, very difficult. I, I can love who love me. It's very hard to love who does not love me. It's yeah. very hard. Like, I've, again, that's why people are like, oh, Christianity, yeah, 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 it's just do good and blah, blah, blah. It's hard, man. Mm, Christian hard. life is hard. I love a challenge. So then I was, yeah, bartender, <laughs> and then I was male model, yeah. and then actor, and then, you know, sell cars, whatever. But you're like, how can I make it harder? Yeah, <laughs> how can I make this Christian walk even harder? I, yeah, I... Yeah, that's just the flesh in me, you know. And yeah. it was a tug of war. It was a battle, yeah. daily battle, daily battle. And I can say to the vices in life that I've said no way many times than I've said yes. But it's those times you still say yes that, ah, come yeah. on, mate. What yeah, are you yeah, doing? Yeah. That's not cool. That's not right. And I'd be, I'd be, yeah, that's true. And I'd come back into the word, come back into what God had have for me. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and that's why it's funny. A lot of people, if they heard this, they'd be like, I've never heard this side of Reuben. But if you come to me and say, hey, I'm struggling. Can you help me? Yeah. Done. Wow. But I just, I don't know. I just don't get that many people coming to me saying, hey, man, I'm struggling. Because <laughs> they're probably like, you're living the dream. Yeah. What are you going to do for me? How you can know? you help but me? You perfect life. The dream is not perfect, yeah. though. Yeah. That's the but do thing. they know that? They I've don't. Often, I've often said, it's not a perfect life, man. God never promised us a perfect life. He gave us his perfect son. That's it. They'll preach. Yeah, that's it. And, and that's, that's the hardest part. Like right now I'm going through a very, very tough time right now because my second son, my two-and-a-half-year-old, well, not two-and-a-half, he's two and a bit, but uh, he's a perfect child up until 18 months and then um, regressed, so could speak, could do everything. And then now he's got autism. Oh. Of regression, meaning wow. he could do everything, and now he can't do anything. Wow, I and, no idea, man. Sorry. Yeah, man. No, don't. Sorry. Like I'm praying for healing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm praying for baffled doctors. I'm praying for all of it, mm. and we believe he is, whether he feels it here or in the next. He is healed. If you get my mm. drift, it's yeah, just yeah. will I see it? I'm yep, not sure. Yep. That's that's for that's for the Lord, not for me to know, and. Yeah, that's tough, man. And I've had to preach that to myself every day. I've had to go on. He never promised a perfect life, Reuben. Where? Show me in the Bible. Show me anywhere in the Bible that says I'll give you a perfect life. He says I'll give you a life in abundance. But he said. You have troubles. Love those yeah. that persecute you. Yeah. You will have troubles in the flesh. There will be a tug of war between the flesh and the spirit. It's tough. Like imagine if you're a young dude in a church and they're like, all right. We're going to send you out, man. You're, you're it. You're the guy. You're going, to, you're going to save souls. And you're like, yes, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. All right, every town you go to, you're going to be whipped. And you're going to get on a boat. It's going to sink. And then you're going to go in jail. And then you're going to, yeah. How many people put their hand up for that gospel that Paul Zero, walked? Probably. Very hard. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So absolutely man that's tough man and that's 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 the underbelly of christianity that's the real that's mm. the authentic that that is what it really is it's not you know loud music and smoke bombs and and as much as i love some of that it's true but if it comes back to the heart of christ that's perfect but if it's just 
prosperity, just going to go good and everything's going to be great, everything's awesome. Does that help me in my time of woe? No. And I guess maybe that's hypocritical of me because I've put living the dream and so someone maybe looks at my stuff and goes, well, I can't go to him. He's not going to know. He's not going to be able to help me in my time. I'm just feeling that right now. I'm well, thinking, you know, huh, after, maybe. After listening to this podcast, they'll just uh, have a different perspective on it, won't they? Yeah, and, and that's why I've never cared for other people's right. opinions. Like as arrogant as that sounds, <laughs> I love people. But I just, I've never cared yeah. because if you know me, then you know. I'm not perfect, yeah. but I am who I am unapologetically Ruben Debro that I'm yeah. I'm just that's who I am I'm different I fail I fail a lot and I succeed because but, of it you know when I when I looked at it for the first time and knowing you for a few months and I looked at the you know living the dream mm. I I didn't think it was arrogant at all I thought that you're just a uh, you know happy guy loving life mm. and and what you said at the very beginning um the quote from your dad that we press on mm. that's what I thought of you mm. I I always knew that uh, and I mean, being an intelligent human being, you, mm. you know that life's never perfect, and yeah, you know things come up. So I, I knew that about you too, sort of, mm. you know, subconsciously, I guess. That yep, life's tough, and and you know, things happen that we can't predict, and we have, we have to fight against certain things. But he's living the dream because in the midst of all of this, mm. he'll press on. That's it. And mate, I, I, every day is a fight. Yeah. I'm. Absolutely privileged that I have breath, I have life in me, but I also have, you know, two kilos of fat on me that I just can't shift. You know what I mean? Or like I'm, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff. Like I'm into intermittent fasting, so I don't eat until lunchtime. I drink all water. I eat better meals. You know, like I've done two day fasts just to yeah. drop the weight. You know, and I'm, I feel very comfortable with where I'm at now, but. You know, if this was one of those ones, I don't know if you've seen some of my shows, but I show it that I put on good weight, man. I was a big boy. I was up with almost of three digits. I got to 99.7 and I'm, I'm happily back at 89, 90. That, that's where I want to be. And um, yeah, and so every day is a struggle for me. And if anybody listens to this and they want to and they want to actually lose just a kilo or two or three or ten, because a friend of mine did what I've told him to do. And he's shifted 15 kilos and he's become a cop and it's changed his whole life. And that humbles me, but it's beautiful because he finally said to me, he finally said, I I just need to do something. I said, well, this has worked for me. Do you want to try it? Basically, get eight hours sleep, one, because preparation starts the night before. Take notes, everybody. Right. So eight hours sleep. As best you can. You got kids, I get it, you can't. I get it, I get it. But just try your best. That's all. Try try to get eight hours. Try to if you get four, try to get six. Like just try to get eight. In the morning, um, you know, drink water, have try to have a hot shower and a cold shower. Because it's super good for the body, super good for the mind, inflammation. It's like, you know, when you you know, when you exercise in uh, like a professional, they do ice baths for a reason, man. It's really good for you. Anyway, it's invigorating. It wakes you up. So hot shower, cold shower. It, drink more water. If you want a coffee, just don't drink it with milk. Just have a hot, short black, whatever it is. Get through the morning without food. Just drink because then the body attacks the fat of the body. It goes into ketosis. So just just drink more water. You're not hungry. You're empty. So no, drink breakfast, no breakfast. Water. No breakfast. It's not the most important meal of the day. It's not anyone differs just look into the science and try it and just see what happens those couple of wheat picks you think 
don't add up to, you know, a lot of weight. And it's not the wee bees. It's the body then eating at that, not the fat. Anyway, get through to lunch just drinking way more water and um, your stomach would have shrank. So then your lunch won't need to be as big. Eat slowly because then you'll realize after 20 minutes because we can consume so quickly. Eat slowly. And you'll go, oh, wow, I am full. This is really odd. And then again, lunch, you know, after lunch, just drink more water, drink more water, drink more water, small dinner if you can. Boom, you will drop. No exercise. I haven't told you to go exercise. <laughs> just just self-control. That's one thing I've been fighting myself. Those are the things. So sleep eight hours, uh, drink more water, hot, cold showers, smaller meals, you'll lose the weight. Like you just – and you don't even have to exercise. Um, and if you want to couple that with exercise, oh, yeah. There goes the weight very easily, very quickly. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's my number one battle in life at the moment is uh, displaying self-control. Wow. Being able to say no. Because back in the day, in my dad's day or even before that, it, was, it wasn't what will I eat. Mm. It was will I eat? Mm. A lot easier to be an intermittent faster when there's no food. You know what I mean? When there oh, is yeah. no food, okay, we're not eating. Bad luck. You know, whereas now you can eat, you can, mate, you can on your There's phone, press yeah. a button, some guy will bring it to you on a scooter, <laughs> yeah. knock on your door, yeah, you yeah. can open it, you could be nude. He doesn't, it. just open a little bit and go, thank you, boom, you've already paid for it on the phone. Yeah. Like, we're Crazy. in such a world that, like, it's right there, you don't have to. It's very hard, and so I think it's harder now to show self-control than ever, and that's why that's my number one thing. I'm like, self-control, Ruben, come on, just do better. Come on now. Like, patience, don't yell. Come on, bring it back. Like, you know, be, be a good father by self-control. That's, that's my number one. That's my number one thing at the moment to where I want to show self-control so that I show, you know, my wife, I show my sons, you know. And yeah, yeah those around me and that's why on my show that like I speak a lot about that and because it's hard like there's a bondage there is a bondage between us and you know sin and but there's a bondage to us and food man there's a bondage to sugar there's a bondage to Netflix yeah tell me about <laughs> <'Cause>, it <yeah. laughs> there's a bondage to your phone there's a bond like because it's right there yeah you know when they say the best things in life are free yeah, but some of the most evil things in life are free. Think about what's free on the phone and the internet. Some of the worst things in the world oh, yeah. are free, you know. And But, yeah, I mean, if anyone listening to that, that's just my advice that it gets easier as you go. Because now without thinking, I try to get my eight, I wake up, I drink water, hot, then cold shower, not even think twice. I don't even think twice about it. Mm. And then I don't even eat. Sometimes I get to two, three, four o'clock in the afternoon. I haven't eaten yet. Just drunk water and, and be busy. Idle hands brings problems. <laughs> if you're just sitting around, yeah, and you've got a pantry full of food, good luck. Yeah, you've got to very, about if having, you can, having a snack for sure. Yeah, it's very hard, man. you just got to keep moving, keep moving, yeah. keep busy, keep enjoying life and loving people and loving yourself. If your cup's empty, how are you going to fill someone else's up a little, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff, man. Mm. just want to sort of finish off, mm. last final thing. Um, I any- still live the dream, man. I have the best wife. I was going to ask. So, what's, I have the what's, best life. 
I would not. I would Do you miss it. anything? Do you miss anything from the previous? Life? Yeah, you got to be honest. Absolutely. Like one thing I was speaking about the other day that I miss is, um, like, I love my wife and my kids and my marriage and the house and what I have to do to earn it. But yeah, when I was just chilling and I was living on the beachfront at Glenelg, and one of my favorite things in the thing uh, to do was obviously sleep in because if you're not working, you don't. Wake up early. So yeah. I'd sleep in. I'd go for a run. I'd come home. I I would eat back then because <laughs> I didn't need to lose weight. I was yeah. thin, man, for modeling. So I'd eat like, uh, I don't know, like just muesli, chopped up uh, fruit and yogurt, even though that, that's amazing for you. But anyway, so I'd eat that by about 11. So I kind of was fasting, if you know what I mean, by about 11. And then, I don't know, watch some... TV, whatever. But what I would then do is one thing I really miss is in those summer months would be to put on my wetsuit, shoes mm. like the booties, my board shorts, um, this bag over my shoulder, fishing rod, and go out the front and catch little whiting and tommies like fish. And I'd just do fishing. Again, I can fish, but I'm not a fisherman. <laughs> and yeah. I'd catch six or seven fish, just enough. I'd put them in my bag. I'd walk up the top. Get my Coles fish seasoning, really good stuff. Put it in a bag, <laughs> put them on the, yeah. And that that's one thing I miss. Not as in I want it again. Like I, I miss a, a lot of different things. It's a good like memory. I, I enjoy, yeah, just yeah. a good memory. I don't want yeah. it again. Yeah. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do a knot to save my life now. Right. I've lost, I've forgotten how to do knots. I don't have a clue. Yeah. But that was one good thing I remember back. Like I, I really enjoyed that time and it wasn't with anyone else. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't with another person, or it was just, I don't know, fishing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'd always, I don't know, I'd be out there just talking to God and <laughs> just yeah. fishing and Good times, seeing what's yeah. coming and throwing out the bait and just seeing what comes. And, and it was, yeah, awesome. living, living off the land and it was just, it was just good, well, off the water, but it was good times. There's so many different times in my life where, no, I've always said I really want to squeeze everything out of every moment. And I always said that when I was young. I really, because I knew, I always felt destined to do great, fun things. And so squeeze every moment. And I even, even though I did, I still go, ah, maybe I could have squeezed a little bit harder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that challenge in me that said, you know what I mean? More. Like you yeah, still yeah, yeah. miss those times. But no, that's Absolutely. what I'm saying. Even though I'm going through hard times right now, even though I'm still going through hard times right now, there is light at the end of the tunnel. That's the thing. There mm. is. And it's it's life, man. Yeah. It's life. Sometimes the waves come. Sometimes it's dead calm and there's fish. Sometimes there's no fish. Sometimes the waves come and crash into your boat and you're like, hey, Jesus is asleep. You know, and you're like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. You know, or something happens and you just can't explain it. Yeah. And you say, why? Why me? Why us? What's going on? Yet still living the dream because mm. my wife is the best wife in the world, dude. I can't explain it. Just get yourself, just find your favorite friend <laughs> and marry them. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like advice, if you can yeah. get your seriously, seriously, it's more than physicality. It's more than that. You've got to be able to look the person in the eye and love them. There's a difference. Mm. Look them in the eye and love them. Because a lot of times we're not. We're looking at the superficial and we're hearing nice words that 
rub us well in the ears, but look them in the eye. And if you can look your, your partner in the eye and truly, truly love them, then you've found something special. And I have. She's the best, mate. She's the best wife. I'm sorry. You know, everyone else is going to get the rest. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> I, you know, i got the best. She's so beautiful, so calm, so awesome. collected, so loving, such a good mother, such a good wife. Oh, it's beautiful, and, man. It's yeah, awesome. she's, she's, yeah. That's your dream. You're living a dream. Well, correct. And that's the point. That's what I'm saying. Though it's a tough time, I have my wife with me in the boat. You know, we're there. You know, and, and Jesus is asleep sometimes, but he's there. When two or three are gathered, he is there. So he is there. That's the point. And he, you know, he shows us from time to time that he absolutely is. And, but yeah, life partner, just my wife, just, the best, mate. I can't say more good things about her. Like I literally texted her this morning and because, oh, this morning. Sorry, are we going over real no, good? No, no, that's fine. On man. Facebook this morning, it, it was crushing because exactly six years ago today, yeah. I put out a post that said, um, yeah, we've done it type thing. I just signed with the biggest acting agency in Australia and good things are coming. And, uh, yeah, and they, they did for a second and then, you know, crushing blow, long story, but anyway, crushing blow and that didn't work and then got into different work and that enabled the bank to trust me to then loan me the money for a house and still doing that nine to five, you know, and mm. still doing that. But I, I screenshot that and sent it to my wife and I said, heavy. <laughs> That's yeah. all I said, just heavy. Yeah. Damn Facebook reminded me of. Good times, <laughs> but just heavy. Yeah. And she wrote back, I love you so much. Oh, wow. And, and I wrote back because uh, she said, yeah, it, sorry or something like that and I love you. And I, I then wrote back, I wouldn't like if making it, because I felt I'd made it. Mm-hmm. I wrote, if making it meant no you, I wouldn't change a thing right now. I love you because I'd rather her than the acting, 100%. I'd rather my wife and we're just in a caravan with the two kids. That's it. I'm done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. Yes, like God is my number one, but I'm saying in, in, in this life with what I'm living, you know what I mean? My wife. Yes. And that's what I wrote to her and she's, you know, she's like, I love you so much. That's lovely. But um, it's, it's so true. It's tragedy, mate. Tragedy is so powerful because when we overcome tragedy, when we come through, there's glory. There's an absolute triumph in tragedy. It's wonderful when people come through tragedy and you, and you see it, do you know what I mean, in different aspects of other people's life. And, yeah, if anyone's listening, and they, there is better times to come. Mm-hmm. There is. You know, look back on your life. If you're a Christian, look back in your life. Look at those stones, look at those big boulders where, oh, he was there, helped you through. He was there, helped you through. And you go, he'll help you again. But uh, it's time to get up, wash your face, press on. We press on. That's it. I'm loving this, man. I kind of wish we could <laughs> three hours just, you know, about stuff, about life, about living a dream. No yeah. one else is there, but uh, I feel like, man, you squeezed everything out of the conversation. Good stuff, <laughs> you know, like we've got the essence of a very decent chat tonight. I think it's just been awesome. I, I so appreciate you and mm. 
and, and your insights and your wisdom and, and most primarily your willingness to to have this very decent chat with me. So thanks, man. I'm just so glad I could be here tonight. Pleasure, brother. And I hope people get stuff out of it. That's that's the honest truth. You mm. you gotta get you gotta be honest so that people around you can then trust you. Because without honesty you got nothing. Absolutely. So if anybody you know, and that's the thing, if anybody wanted to chat, yeah, I'm always open to it. It's just sometimes looking from the outside, you know, people see an Instagram life and they go, oh, you know, and or they see a show and they go, oh, you know, well, you know, but everybody's got trouble. Yeah. Everyone's got you know, problems in the flesh, man. Everyone's got yeah. trouble in the flesh. So, but yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you mm. for honoring me. I I am very honored that you asked me. I am humbled that you did because I like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I like to listen. So, a good match for the show. <laughs> no, I really appreciate it, man, and I Thanks. hope you, I hope you go well and bless Thanks, you. Go Thanks, forward. Man. You're a legend. Thanks. Well, this is the end of my very decent chat with Ruben Debro. I really hope you found this chat helpful educational, inspiring, and entertaining at times. I know I did. And hey, if you don't want to miss out on any future episodes of this podcast, or if you just want to stay connected to Very Decent Chats, I really want to encourage you to simply subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Go ahead and click on that subscribe button, and that way you will never miss a Very Decent Chat in the future. And remember, you can also follow Very Decent Chats on social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram, And that's how you can join our community of very decent chats enthusiasts. And finally, if you've listened to this podcast and thought to yourself, that truly was a very decent chat. Honestly, then, let me encourage you to feel free and review this podcast on iTunes or any other platforms. I'm not going to stop you. And, you know, reviews really go a long way. They really help others find this podcast online, especially on iTunes. So don't be shy. Go ahead and review this podcast and maybe even share this very decent chat with one of your friends. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Andy Glowacki, and as always, I loved being your host for this show. Take care, have a great week, and I'll catch you in the next episode of Very Decent Chats. Oh, I almost forgot. Here's a sneak peek of what's coming up next week. I don't think we God sends us to hell. I think we send ourselves to hell. I think by making that choice, God's given us a choice to go, to heaven and to be with him um, so a lot of people choose their own way which is is the wrong way so they're they're, they're choosing their own pathway mm. but god isn't saying i will send you to hell he said you know follow me you know mm. i am the way i am i'm the life i'm the truth yeah no one comes to the father except through me so god has given us that option which we can either take or not take based on the free will that he's given us mm. can i just quickly Come back to almost the beginning of our conversation. You started where I was by... saying to inter- interview you, or <laughs> no, so not that. This. Not, that <laughs> not that part. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, the part when you mentioned your um, your married life before, because now you you're married again. You yeah, uh, you remarried since yeah. your uh, divorce. Um, looking back now at your struggles in your first marriage and all the terrible things that you've been through what sort of advice would you give yourself if you could talk to yourself to your 30 year old self and potentially what sort of advice would you give to people that are maybe going through a very difficult time in their marriages right now 